Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. You know, and I think you exaggerated a nigga's character a little bit. I mean, my mom and not being around ain't got shit to do with how I be treating these bitches. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Wow, that was not the one I was expecting, but that was a good one. Wait, which one were you expecting? I don't even know. Maybe just something like the one, <laughs> just more iconic from that movie. But this is good. There was another That's one. Good. There was another one. Said when um, Merch goes, Quinn, can I use your phone? He goes, Who you call it? Shelby. <laughs> oh hell no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he said hell no. You can't use my phone to call that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh so my god. So hi guys, and we're back. <laughs> We're back for another episode of Does It Hold Up? What have you guys been up to? What have you been watching? What is what is the tea? What's going on in your lives? Nothing. I watched two movies today. Wow. I watched The Package on Netflix and Unpregnant on HBO Max. And What is Unpregnant? It's about two girls. One girl's pregnant, but she lives in like a very okay. like Christian household and Got her it. like boyfriend wants her to be pregnant. Is so she has Juno? to drive exactly it's like a 2020 juno um but she has to drive 14 hours to albuquerque from missouri to get an abortion because she's like 17 oh that's a real story right no i don't think it's a real story it's very characterized yeah it's a real thing that you have to do like you have to drive to albuquerque yes like there are stories of an abortion without her parents consent because she's under 18 so Um, the only places she yeah where that's the law there are stories of women doing that right yeah of course um what have i been watching i don't think i've been watching anything like new or or revolutionary quite as of as of late there's a new season of the crown that is recently that today it came out and that's my shit yes. so <laughs> i'm very excited uh, what about you camille have you been watching anything fun listening to anything fun <laughs> Well, those of you who follow me on Twitter yes. know that I've been watching a lot of Dharma and Greg. You know, a sitcom I, that premiered in 1997. You know what it is? <laughs> I, that's never one of the shows that I I watched. Um, but when you said it, you tweeted something about it being like Luke and Lorelai if they actually had sex, and I said, "Ooh, now I'm interested." Dharma uh, and Greg is so <laughs> cute and fun. For those who wow. don't know. It's like a they get ma- they meet on the subway and of they course. get married on their first date. That's gross, but okay. um, and, right, and like it's very odd couple. Like Dharma's really free and free loving. She was raised by hippies. She's a yoga teacher. Love and it. Greg is super wealthy, and he's a lawyer. So it's like it's like um, Will and Grace, but they're fucking. Yeah, all the time. I'm shocked that the show was on ABC. Like, what? There, yeah. This is okay. So this is from a show by Chuck the Lore, who's a creator okay. of like, Two and a Half Men. He Which loves this like odd couple setup. Exactly. I think you will enjoy them. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a a whirl. 
there's so many jokes. I love a sitcom from that time because the jo- it's just joke after joke after because joke. Because now people don't do jokes. They don't give a damn about jokes. Yeah, it's all no. about it's all about character. Not since like Modern Family, I think is like the last thing that kind of is like giving you jokes. And I, and I know lots of people like to hate that. on Modern Family, but like those early seasons, I fucked with it so heavy. It, it was, is so funny. It was so fucking. It's so funny, and it's so yeah. Uh, but that's not what this is about, guys. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking today about the best man and um is this your first time seeing this Lyndon yeah it is it was an experience oh oh we're gonna get into (laughs) because that's the thing like this one I've never even heard of I've definitely never clip over anything so I really was in the dark about this one yeah that's crazy You've you've never even heard of it have you heard of the best man holiday which is the sequel the Christmas sequel no. Okay. Well, I didn't even know there was. Well, we're a sequel. gonna be watching that, so it's, <laughs> I think it'll fit right in. For it'll it'll fit it'll fit right the fuck in. You um, love a Christmas and movie. And you've seen, you've definitely seen this before, right? I watched this movie so many times, okay, good, of way before I was old enough to be watching it. You know, so, I've yeah. seen this. I've seen this so many times, and when and when we get to the scene that I'm referring to, I'm gonna just talk to you about how it basically like it triggers the fuck out of me when I see it oh my god it's like because it it just scarred me as a child and I think I think you know exactly which one I'm talking about too probably but so here we are guys we're talking about the best man which is a 1999 I cannot believe it came out in 1999 wow and you know Lyndon it's fun to know that best man holiday the sequel came out like over 10 years later. Isn't that crazy? And oh, they wow. look good. Okay, we're going to get there, though. Um, <laughs> they all look amazing to I mean, I, I have many thoughts about Morris Chestnut, and we'll, 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 discuss each, we'll discuss each of them. Men don't really do it for me all the time. If you saw my that tweets one. from yesterday about this... <laughs> just, I was thirsting. But so The Best Man is a 1999 romantic comedy drama and it was written and directed by Malcolm D. Lee. Not a person I knew, but when I looked up like other stuff he's done, I've seen literally everything. Like let me go to actually let me go let me pull up the Wikipedia entry so I can I can be prepared. So, yeah, so Malcolm D. Lee, he did The Best Man, Undercover Brother, Roll Bounce, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, Soul Man, Scary Movie 5, Barbershop, The Next Cut, Girls Trip, Night School, The Best Man, Wedding, which hasn't come out yet, Um, uh, Space Jam, which hasn't come out yet. Uh, He's done so much, and I'm like, how how the fuck did I not know, like, who this was. So he's the writer director of this film and Spike Lee is the producer. Did you know that? I did not know that at all. I did no, not I know, didn't that know that until I looked it up that Spike Lee actually produced this film and I believe that this was his directorial debut. Um Malcolm Whoa. Malcolm D. Lee, this was um this was his like writer director debut and Malcolm and Spike Lee are actually cousins. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know why I didn't even. Right. I didn't put it wait. together either. But <laughs> that's okay. That's okay, y'all. We're 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 smart here. Um. So it had a budget of nine million dollars, and it grossed to the day. Uh. To this day. Um. 
Wikipedia says it's grossed thirty four million five hundred seventy three thousand seven hundred and eighty dollars. Rich. That is that. that is American dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> a ton of money, and it was distributed by Universal Pictures, so it had a very big like release. You know, uh, the whole nine yards. This right. uh, another fun fact. This was the feature film debut of one Regina Hall. Um, yes, it is. I didn't know that. That's why I picked this movie thinking she was featured in it way more than she is. Yeah, because I completely um, forgot that she was in this movie until I saw her. And I remember she's, she's so delightful. She's the, she's the this was her first her movie? This is her first. This is Regina Hall's first film ever. That's now, a fantastic film to be in. And, 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 and with this kind of cast, that but, is... Yeah. Stacked. Okay, so we got Tay Diggs, yep. Neil Long, Morris Chestnut, Terrence Howard, Sanaa Lathan, Monica mm-hmm. Calhoun, Melissa DeSouza, Harold, how do I pronounce his name? Harold Perrineau? 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 Anyway, he was on Oz. He's been in literally everything since literally forever. If you've ever seen mm-hmm. Oz, and I should not have been watching Oz, but it was always on at like 3 a.m. and I had insomnia as a child. So I was <laughs> you always should not up, have been watching Oz. I was <laughs> always up watching Oz on HBO. I learned way too much way too fast. But um, so that's that's like the cast of this film. And we wanna we wanna we wanna say a disclaimer here at does it hold up here at Textured Air? This was before Sanaa Lathan decided to bite Beyonce on her. <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out to you holding that grudge because same. We do not approve. It changed my whole view of this one. We do, not app- we do not approve of uh, Sanaa Lathan's most recent actions. But before that, um, she yeah. was cool. She was cool. Shout out to um, Robbie Reed, the like legendary casting director of this movie. She casts like every black movie television show. Jeez, I mean, we're women. She's amazing. Well, I'm gonna have to look this this Miss Lady up um, because I don't know who that is. But now that you said it, so guys, I just the first thought. That I have, like, we're just going to jump right on in, everybody listening. We're just going to jump right on in and start with Act 1, the way we do. Um, But before we do that, what, like, what a cast, though. Like, how the fuck do you get this many black actors? I guess in 1999, it's a different Hollywood. And they're all, all, like, you know, at the top of their game, but also, like, happy to be employed. You know, as a black actor, you kind of have to straddle the fence on that you know like you yeah. you may be in the top of your game in black hollywood but in white hollywood you're like well i'm happy to be here but like yeah. what a crazy what a crazy 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 like cast like the like, 90s was really good at that it like was getting so a lot that. of stars in a movie yes. in a way that i feel like the 2000s kind of failed at when you had your like New Year's Eve. And right, remember right, those movies? right. I, I, I hate watched every single one of those movies every single time. Yeah. And and it, it, it was never good. But I think yeah, the they 90s, took all the best actors and gave them nothing and gave to them, work with. And gave them nothing to work with. And I think the, yeah. but I think the way they do that with black actors, especially with black actors in like the eighties and the nineties. Mm-hmm. And here, and here's another, here's another example of Spike Lee being involved. Remember we were talking about when we watched right. House Party about Spike Lee's Brat Pack, you know? And so it, 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 you know, it's, 
they do it in a much better way than I feel like white Hollywood does. But what a what a stacked ass cast. Now moving on to my first note, which is throughout this entire film, and I know I'm moving ahead, Tay Dix does not get one haircut. He does not get a lining. He does not get an edge up. How is he bagging Sanaa Lathan and Nia Long with no lining? So I say to you, (laughs) I say to you, listeners of Does It Hold Up, what is stopping you from chasing your dreams? (laughs) If Tay Diggs ain't got no motherfucking lining. Won't get a line of the weekend of his best friend. Of his best friend who is a running back for the New York fucking Giants. The paparazzi's gonna be here. The paparazzi's gonna be at the wedding. You're supposed to be on national television. You're supposed to be on fucking Oprah and you won't even get an edge up, nigga. Like, you just flew straight from Chicago, hopped off the plane, and went to the studio. You ain't get (laughs) one after playing Sinalathan. So... (laughs) Girl, I have an issue. I have an issue with all of these films of all these people who claim that they're from Chicago because <gasps> because the issue with it and this I was recently hate watching Emily in Paris. Um, they're not fat enough for me to be claiming that they're from Chicago. You are not Midwestern fat enough for me to be saying that you are from Chicago. Where is your everything? What are you eating? We not vegan in this bitch. We be eating. Nope. We eat pizza puffs. Do you guys know what that is? Have you I ever, um, have never heard of such. Have a thing? you ever had a calzone but deep fried? That's what a pizza puff is. That's what, what a pizza puff is. And I swear to God, I could eat three of them in one sitting. They're so yeah. good. It's a calzone, but it's deep fried. You're not eating that and looking like fucking these bitches look like that. Like Sanaa Lathan. She's so beautiful. She's well, so you thin. saw Sanaa Lathan was catering and making chutney. And, there was not uh, enough uh, uh, oh pizza balls. God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about like this whole, this, so Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs in this movie, they play like, you know, they're a couple? Question mark? Um, right. <laughs> They are most definitely a couple, but one of the worst couples I think I've ever seen on TV. It's one of the worst couples I've ever seen. It's it's, so sad. But it's such a classic, like, setup of she's more in love with him than he is with her. Because she's, she's, like, made this, like, entire, like, setup with him. She has, like, a tub full of roses. And she's in this tub telling this man. They're bathing together. And she's like, I love you. I'm in this forever. And he's like... Yeah, but I kind of like you as a friend. Like, he has a panic attack. <laughs> he has a panic attack in the tub. In the tub. I'm not bathing with someone who I don't love. I'm just not. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like to bathe with anyone, period. So the, the thought of, like, bathing with someone I'm not, like, in love with is ridiculous. And then he's confused as to why Robin is insecure about their relationship. When, like, what doesn't click for this nigga? I, I truly don't understand. What's not Why clicking? is he confused? What's not clicking? He, yeah. She literally said, right? And waited for him to respond, and he didn't respond. And he he didn't knew exactly for, what like, he was doing. Seconds. For, like, 30 seconds, he didn't respond. And, uh, 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 and this is the thing that men do, because they do that kind of thing, and then they're like, but why does she leave me? What? You've why never, were you there in the first place? You, literally. You he didn't like her. He didn't like her. He didn't like her. He didn't like her at all. He didn't like her. She was just good enough for right then. For like right now. But the fact is, the thing is, is they were, he said in the, later in the movie that they were together for like two, two and a half years. So why yeah. are you in this for so long if you know it's not the thing for you? That's what I don't get. 
huh but let's move on <laughs> i'm sorry that just it, it bothers me so much when they do that uh so yeah so moving on so the premise of this film obviously everybody listening it's called the best man so tay Diggs is the best man he's like the protagonist although i don't know if you we could call him that because he's awful in this yeah. film and he's right. like he's like so he goes to new york city he's this he's his, his character's name is, his character's name is harper and it kept making me think of like harper lee the writer because he's a writer and right. he's, and he's written this like really apparently he's written his debut novel it hasn't come out yet and he's supposed to go and be on oprah and so he's going to new york to like do right on par with to kill a mockingbird it's right on par he's he's like he's going to new york city to not only be like the best man at his best friend's wedding but also um to do some press for his upcoming novel which is mm-hmm. fiction but apparently mm-hmm. it is loosely or not so loosely based on like the lives of his uh very close friend group and mm-hmm. this shit is spicy y'all so everybody <laughs> Juice and i mean everybody Literally delicious everybody has a copy everybody has a goddamn copy of this book like it's not even out yet <laughs> it's not even that's out the thing. yet and the book was gonna come out anyway sorry i'm jumping ahead of myself gonna, no it's fine because i don't know how he thought he was gonna avoid all of the conversations that he then had to have so right. then we finally he, right was he ahead. just assuming it was gonna dissipate into the you know what keep going no but yeah <laughs> he no. says it too he's like they'll be in marital bliss by the time it comes out it, and it's like, no, nigga, that's not how that works. Like, not, they weren't, they weren't going the to be, gonna be yeah. I was still would have been pissed about, but we'll get there. We're jump. We're getting we'll ahead get of there. ourselves, y'all. We, <laughs> yeah. just, we have thoughts, clearly. So um, then we get introduced uh, to Merch, who is Harold Perignon. Is his character, who is, you know, like uh, Harper, one of Harper's best friends and yada, yada, yada. And they're having a good time. And he's talking about the book and how he's read it. And then they start talking about Nia Long. And bad bitch. if you, like I, are obs- have been obsessed with Nia Long for as long as you have lived, it just like m- sent my heart a flutter because apparently... Harper, baddest bitch on the block. Baddest bitch on the block. So Harper and Nia had like this, this like fling. I don't know if you could even call it that. There was like, right. let's talk about, so like the flashback scene that they do in the film where they like basically, uh, they almost fucked in the newspaper. Like they kiss in, yeah. in the newspaper office because they were, they were like running up against a deadline. Yeah. And so then he Stevie turned, Wonder was oh playing. Oh my God, I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> for a good taste in music that always gets me going so if a nigga ever made me a stellar playlist like i'm fucking him immediately so oh yeah I- there would be times in college where it would take so much less than that i'd be like you like chance the rapper too wow Great, we should sleep together let's do it right <laughs> the fuck now nothing gets me going like a person with good taste in music because so many people have just horrible horrid absurd taste in music that it's it's ridiculous so he plays stevie wonder he plays what did he play as um which is like one of my faves like a stevie wonders and uh they get it gets real fucking sexual like yeah. <laughs> it gets so fucking sexual before the cd starts skipping and nia comes back to reality she like comes all the way back down to reality and then they never fucked so they just kissed but apparently this sexual tension has been lingering for fucking years 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 wow. and 
I don't know if it's. I it thought, has to be at least what, like a decade? At least a decade. At least a decade over a kiss. How bad of a bitch you gotta be to have a nigga stuck for a decade? Over a decade. A, over ten a kiss. A kiss. A goddamn she is literally kiss. the baddest bitch in this whole entire movie. And I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you agree because I too. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, 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 oh. There's somebody I think is a better bitch in this movie. I, and I'll get into it when we get there. I feel like okay. I know who okay. you're going to say, but we're yeah. going to keep going. Okay, but before we do that, I just, the sexual tension in this movie is out of this world. Like, these people are unbelievably beautiful. They are, they have all this incredible sexual, t- like, how are you this attractive and successful? And how do you all meet each other and become friends and stay friends? How does that work? Because remember, right. no remember idea. the age old- Living the in the different old, cities. The old adage, yeah. I never met two pretty best friends. Yeah. One of them- oh, <laughs> No. I am haunted, haunted by that. No, I, I cannot escape it. I cannot escape it. No. I'm sick of it. Every time I go on TikTok, I he's there. never met two pretty he's best there. friends. He's there. One of them always got to be ugly. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, I do want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, About the... Because I was just obsessed with like the natural and like muted kind of glam in this film especially on like Mia Long and Sanaa Lathan yeah like the beautiful like short hair looks like there's such a like a feeling of warmth that comes out of all of this like the clothing like the the decor everything about it just feels so cozy doesn't it it? does it just it's just I love that time so much because there's just this like sheen over everything yes. that's like kind of tacky but because you're it's so intentional it just looks kind of glamorous you know like, what it reminds me of is like beyonce when she does those like super eight like uh like little short films that she likes to do for no reason mm-hmm. doesn't <laughs> yes. it remind you of that i totally see why you <laughs> I just, and i just like the color the color but like there's a beautiful Nia long in this like gray trench coat oh with this like God, kind of a lighter gray coat. shirt the with these like darker gray pants. It just looks so good together. And she just looks fabulous. And I, I said in my notes, Sonali, mm-hmm. and I said Sonali's is cute as a button. I mean so cute and looks so young and so like she does. Cozy. She's like, so cute. Everything about it just is so cozy. It it like mm-hmm. is astounding to me. They really did a lovely job of making these people seem like you know them like you know all like these people you, exactly. and i think it why it's such a popular movie with our parents who were kind of around the right. same ish age right. when it came out it's it's jake they just feel like you know it was a long time in my life before i learned that mary j blige was not related to me so <laughs> there were many there were many years when i thought she was just another member of the fucking family the way everybody used to talk about her um oh so i i get it you know um but yeah so then um wait where was i i fucking lost my place wow oh, right, 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 right. you said that and i'm having so many memories of my mom just and my aunts <laughs> talking about mary j blige like what? they were like mary mary that's mary i'm like what are you talking? and i'm like who is this woman you don't know her. Exactly. <laughs> you know wow. Mary that J. Really shook my brain. <laughs> but they would just talk about her like she was a sister. And yeah. I mean, I guess she is. That's why we call her auntie. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. So now we so now um 
we're, we're here where we get introduced to Terrence Howard's character, who's Quentin. And this Quentin, I feel like, is a Sagittarius. Like, I was, <gasps> <laughs> I was kidding. No, you're right, because the word on the street is Sagittarius are called Sagittarius. Now, why would you say that? <laughs> we do not do Sagittarius slander in this house. Um, it's just Terrence Howard's character. The whole movie confused me. It, it was very confusing. It was. Like, I was just like, "Why are you so mad? Like, what can so I see? What Harper did? Yeah, to make his character so mad. Chip on his shoulder. Such a chip. I ha- can I please just read aloud the note that I wrote when Terrence Howard appeared on my screen? Yes, please. It says Terrence Howard is so funny to me. I think he's capable, but he's not that cute. He has an <laughs> overbite. Charming is the right word because this nigga isn't cute to me. <laughs> he is not cute, but it's the accent. It always he gets, gets it cute. done. He does get. It. He just wears it well. He, he wears the accent very well, but it's like at this point in the film. At this point in the film, we're still very early in this film because it's two hours long, and I don't think yeah. it needed to be. I feel like we no. could've, we could have wrapped this up in an hour and twenty. Um, yeah, and they it, spent like a first hour of everyone being like. We know your secret. We know the secret. We know the secret. We know the secret. And it's like, okay. And it's like, you ain't going to do shit about it, though. We, and, and, and no one was going to do shit about it. Literally, no. And we'll get there when the secret finally comes out. What Oof. happened? But I, guys. Your trauma. I related to Quentin's character so much because this part he was talking about when Quentin and Harper sit down at the bar um, right before everybody like the whole group gets back together and we didn't even mention I'm sorry let's backtrack a little before I get to this about how Harper left his girlfriend Sanaa Lathan at home for the weekend and she only flew in for the wedding so she, right. she should be here for the whole thing she should be here for the whole like the weekend's like events but he didn't yeah. allow her to come because and why? she's different than me because after I read that little book, and she read, I'm not letting you go knew. anywhere. She read the book. With she these read people. the book. And oh, she after knew. I read that little book, because <laughs> she is also a character in that book, isn't she? No, and don't she's they just... not. It's like before her. This is before her, and the character that she's jealous of is Nia Long's character. Well, I picked up on that, but for some reason, I figured that he wrote like after, like a, I guess like a prologue in the book where it's like him with his now girlfriend who's like boring and stuff. Because I'm like, girl, why would you want to be with him if he wrote about you like that? But that makes sense. Of you is boring. Why would you want to be with right. someone who still has a candle, who has, still has like a, a flame? I said a candle. Who still has a flame? <laughs> 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 still has a flame for like some. A kiss from 10 years ago. Have you ever? Yeah. You yeah. told me in 10 years he had no pussy good enough to top a kiss? Literally. A single kiss. Uh, one single kiss? Yeah, I'm not dating you. And you wrote that while I dated you? And yeah, you, we're bringing exactly. Yeah, that's so well. You wrote that while I did. Okay, so back to Quentin. So this guy clearly doesn't have his shit together. He, like, has... he He's jumped from job to job to job to job, from career to career to career to career. And then he sits down with Harper, and he's like, ooh, I like your book. I think I'm going to become a writer. And Harper's like, what the fuck? I just got you a job at the New Yorker. How the fuck did you... Or the Washington Post, or wherever he got the job... How the fuck are you going to blow that already to switch careers? What right. Is, what, is, what is wrong with you? And I said, Literally, it's his own fault. He is the me. <laughs> you know what, though? Quentin is who I would want as, as a friend most in, from this movie. He's so honest. He's so honest. 
He's gonna call you out. Yes. He's so honest, but he's also sneaky as fuck for no reason. He's a like he did not need to put himself in the middle of Harper and we'll get to that. He's a these niggas is bitches. He's a messy bitch who lives for drama. That's that light skinned devil shit. Like (laughs) like Joanne the scammer. He really reminds me. (laughs) I'm gonna upload it to the Instagram, but me and my family saw Terrence Howard once at a really? Cracker Barrel. Really? At a Cracker yes. Of course. I know. I was miserable. <laughs> I fucking hated there. But however, I was outvoted. However, and Terrence Howard was eating there with his family. Get out. And I definitely have a photo that I took. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. All right. So here we are, guys. We're introduced to the best character. And that is Morris Chestnut. <sighs> Let's take a deep breath. Collectively. <laughs> I need us all to sigh. <laughs> are we okay? Are, are we okay? Am I? I don't. I don't know. So, <laughs> so just to catch everyone up, because I know it sounds like we're all over the place, but this movie really is all over the place. It, like, yes, it, that is true. It's so hard to follow into even like I. It was hard for me to break it down into acts, but just so everybody knows, we're still in Act One. Let's recap. Yep. We- <laughs> let's recap there's a book written by harper it's not released it's very spicy he doesn't like sanaa lathan who's his beautiful hot girlfriend he loves nia long who's a like a a successful news anchor journalist career woman hot as fuck with a short 27 piece feathered look i'm living for it there's merch and his evil girlfriend shelby who we didn't even talk about another light-skinned devil but we'll get to shelby (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to shelby stop you better stop There's Quentin, who apparently is a musician now, but wants to be a writer, but is also a photographer, but also has a father who's a hotel magnate, and he doesn't want to take over the hotel business. And everyone except Morris Chestnut has read this spicy-ass book. And now we get introduced to the man whose wedding it actually is. He's a football player. He's a running back for the New York Giants. I don't know what the fuck a running back does, but apparently he makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. And this nigga is fine as I'm just, fuck. I know it's big. I just, just yeah. want to smell it. What do you uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just sniff it, I think it would do for me. I think I would be good for like the, the rest of the year. I wouldn't ask for anything. I, I don't want nothing for Christmas, except... <laughs> it does probably smell great. Oh, my God. And what? can you imagine what Morse Chestnut smells like? Can you imagine? I kind of try M, and it's nice. And no, when he, he does that thing where he licks his lips, and he flexes his jaw muscle at the bottom. Do you know what Ooh. I'm talking about? Oh, I know. Yes, <laughs> and, then, and it's crazy, because this is how I know I'm really attracted to this man. Because I can imagine other people doing that, and me being, like, Annoyed. incensed. Annoyed. Yeah. Annoyed by it, but every time he, he wears does that shit. Oh, and you know his like scent too is probably like a nice like woodsy, earthy musk. scent. Oh, yeah. and I oh, and I know when he hugs you, it just it lingers, Ooh. it lingers, it lingers, oh, yeah. it lingers, oh, y'all. Yeah. Now, I love everything that he wears, actually. I, this movie, I found myself looking at the guy's clothes a lot more because I do believe that mid to late 90s is like the peak of men's fashion, just in terms of fit. 
I love the way the suits fit, a little yes. baggy, but not like baggy. Not, not early 2000s, like drowning in fabric and shit. No, it's like right before then and clothes fit them so nicely. They look yes. like a little cleaner. Yes. And like almost everything they wear is unisex. It like really every, is. every single person that every guy was wearing, I was like, I could wear this. I would look great in that. I, would look I absolutely great in liked that. all of the outfits. I noticed the same thing, Camille, in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about it, I didn't look at any of the girls' outfits. I was always looking at the guys' because outfits and being so impressed. Well. Despite, they dress so well. Despite, it hangs off their bodies, like, nicely. Despite Tay Diggs not getting one haircut the entire film, <laughs> he he looks good. I love the leather and jacket. And his little green sweater. I love the glasses. They're so cute. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, like, Morse Chestnut is rich as fuck. And right. when we get to the New scene... New York Giants. Oof, New York Giants. And when we get to the scene where we're in his house... He, we find out he's engaged to Mia from the Players Club, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Players Club. Mia from the Players he Club. Is. And um, what is her name? I think her real name is Monica Calhoun. Monica Calhoun. Monica yeah. Calhoun, an actress who's like, I've seen in so many fucking things. And she always plays that kind of character so, who's like so sweet. And so, a church girl who a reads church her girl Bible. Who reads her Bible. <laughs> and, and sometimes she gets corrupted and, you know, strips when her cousin, you know, tells her that she shouldn't <laughs> We're be a really stripper. Um, oh I my God. Personally, when we get to the Players Club. But we'll get, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Can we talk about how big her fucking ring is? It's really Bitch, luxurious. I know that motherfucker is heavy. Huge. I know that motherfucker and he's is faithful. heavy. No, hold on. Hold As on. I said, bitch. This now, man does not exist. This is he not can't. a real man. No. Well, I, he's not faithful. Well, he is now. He wasn't faithful. That's like, true. That's the that's the whole gig, guys. See, I was not under the impression that it was just like I was under the impression that this is like was ongoing for really? a while. And mm. then he was, like, going to be married and stop. No, I was under the impression that it, like, happened once, mm. and she found out, and she forgave oh, him. I and then since the impression then. that it happened well, many, many times. Like, a lot of times, but right, they say. They called him, what, the Ebony Humper? The, oh, my <laughs> God. nickname was just not the Ebony Humper. Oh, um, right. But I pre Pornhub. <laughs> pre Pornhub. Um <laughs> no, but I was under the impression that the moment where they do the flashback to mm-hmm. Tay, It was over after that. Right. To when he okay. Morse Chestnut and Tay Diggs are in Tay Diggs's like dorm room or whatever, and he comes in with the fucking holy Bible and gets down on his knees and like makes Tay Diggs like pray for him because he's cheated on Mia and she's like left him. And he's like, No, I need her back. She's my everything. She's my rock. Just the way he talked about Mia made me like horny. Like it, it was it was I was like, wow, I wish someone loved me like that. <laughs> I wish someone loved me like See, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I was like, okay, then you shouldn't have cheated. I mean, right. Without all that, without all the cheating, minus the cheating. Um, I know. hate the obsession with like being the only person she's ever. See, that's the issue with me. That's yeah, I hated issue. that. It's yeah. so gross and weird. It's so Men weird. would rather, men would rather like, instead of fixing themselves or making any effort, make a woman feel like they like need them. Right. <laughs> Right. Instead of doing anything, it's just so weird to me. It's so, no, it's absolutely like, and it's, it's, yeah, it's the weird possessive thing that men do. So it's like, so you can go out, 
you can cheat, you can fuck around. But the one, the, the times that I do it, I'm like losing my virtue every single right. time. Like that's yeah. bullshit. It's you because people, a lot like, of men think of women as property and not actual people. Absolutely. And you know how they talk about like soul ties and shit like that? I hate <laughs> that so much. Yeah. They're like, every time you sleep with a man, you're giving him a piece of your soul and you can't well, get it back. I take it then. I, Bitch, I, I, I don't. Do. I'm I saw this TikTok. I hope it, I hope it, I hope it consumes you and you never forget it because I certainly won't remember you. When I tell you the person that I lost my virginity to, I couldn't pick out of a lineup. I don't remember, I don't remember what that nigga looks like. I don't remember what that nigga looks like. Oh my God. I I mean, if that's the case, I don't have any soul left. Shit. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better. all over the country. But... (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, my first time was also the same night that I drank a four loco for the first Not time. A four and I one hundred all, all your virginities at once. <laughs> oh my god. A four loco though? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dark night. My it's virginity okay. is uh is a permanent residency at J and H. Mine has a residency at my childhood home on my high school yes. musical two yes. sheets. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, there wow. were sheets that had all Not the Not high school musical too. You yes. were bopping to the top. <laughs> Bop to the Wipe top. Away that, what is the intervision? I don't even know what they're saying. I don't even fucking know. I just know they had all the lyrics to high school musical too, and he's still Huma you know, Huma Nuka Nuka Apawa. And he was still with it. So um <laughs> Y'all really said work this out. Work this pussy. <laughs> <laughs> We got to work, work, work it out, out. All over those sheets. All over those high school musical two sheets. That's what's up. And oh, my wow. mama was downstairs too. Oh yeah. Like, I always think about that stuff. I'm like, well, I was really bold. She was. I didn't do it. Not, she was not in a state of mind where she would have known. So she's busy. She was a little I... busy. Oh wow. And, oh wow. Uh, but I did share, I do share the upstairs bedroom with my older brothers. Oh. So they definitely heard. But right. they were cool about it. Okay, so that's nice. they were real cool about it. And I just let him out the back door and no one knew. Um, and that's history. So um, <laughs> I can't say I've ever had sex in a place of residence where mine or the other person's parents were like in the same house or like apartment or anything listen it's spicy because it's like what if she comes in what is she gonna do (laughs) yeah i can't handle the danger factor i'm anxious i love the danger factor because it's sexy okay okay but (laughs) where were we at we were talking about the best man Sorry, this, this movie, movie got so, us real off topic. It Oof. really did. This movie is just so all over the place. Like it's just trying to tell too many people's there, stories there at once. Many, a little there bit. are too many people's stories that are trying to be told at once, and they want us to be so focused on all of them. Like all of them are like these primary. Like there isn't like a secondary plot in here that isn't integral to the main plot. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to focus on all of this. I can't forget about this one plot line because I'm like, oh, it's gonna come back. Like there's too much going on. So yeah. now so now they're at a poker night. And I wanna be the first to say, if no one said it yet, I never need to see a men's poker night on television or in a movie ever again. 
I never. The thing was. about that is like when you're writing that into your scripts, like how do you feel? Like Why? how do you feel Why? inside? You're not doing anything new. <laughs> Why? We're Why? creative or innovative. Nothing about it was creative or innovative. There was one quote where Morris Chestnut loved him to death, but he said, "Marriage is a cure for promiscuity," and Ugh. this is why men should not be allowed to speak. What no. the fuck why do you men? mean? Marriage is not a cure for anything. There was too much no. happening in this one weekend for these two people to still end up married. Together. I right. don't understand. I don't <laughs> I understand how this much turmoil happened in your relationship in one weekend and you still said, yeah, I'm going I'm to do it. I do. But I do love Terrence Howard. He always comes with a good one-liner. He said, because he's like, people aren't meant to be like monogamy isn't natural. And oh. I want to know how you guys feel about that. But before that, I do want to like say his call. He said, now listen, y'all know ain't nothing good as some pussy except some new pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, now this nigga really stays true to himself. He plays the same <laughs> asshole character in every single Yeah, it's got movie. me wondering if he may if perhaps maybe, in real life. If maybe. <laughs> Because it's like when a racist, that? when a person plays a racist character a little too, too well, a little and you're too like, well. but this like thing he says about monogamy, I wouldn't know how you guys feel about that though. Oh, I I just feel like whatever's I don't know natural is about what's natural to you, you know. Mm-hmm. For some folks, it really is not mm-hmm. the tea I've seen folks, and it's just not what they like doing, and for others. It really, it just worked. I think you just, I think people know. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot more people know how they feel about it than they want to, like, are actually know how they really feel about it. Then don't want to say willing, it for various reasons. Then they're willing to admit. Because, yeah, and it's like, so you feel like you have to do this thing where it's like time to settle down. and no. And then you're, exactly, because you're forcing yeah. yourself into, you know, that 50% that, it's closer to 60 now it's shit probably that ends up like in divorce because of some because who's who said like whose rules are these yeah that we have to then you know settle down and be with one person or that we have to you know be monogamous or that we don't have to be monogamous like people forget that relationships are between two very specific like specific different people and i just that's why i don't like relationship advice because i really think it just has to do with those two three however many individuals are involved exactly yeah because my thing throw your rules out then just make it clear from the jump that that's not what you're looking for exactly i don't understand this concept that happens in a lot of like 2000s and 90s rom-coms in terms of marriage where it's like oh like I'm just like, I have to do this or else I'm not going to have anybody. So I'm just going to suffer through marriage. But then it's like, you're right. presenting the person you married. Like, what was the point? Uh, and it's just the way that people view marriage. Like, have you ever seen the way white men talk about their wives? It's disgusting. They call them ball and chain. <laughs> what the fuck? They need their man cave to get away. And to it's get like, away? Like, your responsibilities get away from what from this marriage you signed up for the way that people even the way they talk about their children i have to babysit my kid nigga these are your your children you actively decided to have them they're your responsibility again are you running away from your responsibilities and then you're you're like and then the way that you know women in in these kinds of relationships they still feel like they they have to take like 
75% of the responsibility for everything yeah. in the house, for everything in the house. But then they still have to make less money to, you know, appease him and they have to wear certain things. They have yeah. to ask for permission. I wish the fuck. Nope. The fuck I would. I feel very blessed to have grown up with the example that I did because if my mom doesn't want to do something, she's not doing it. Like, are you my mom doesn't do me? dishes. My mom doesn't do laundry. She's very clear about it. And my dad falls in line. <laughs> and and I respect it. Because, yes. Because I would literally do the same thing. You're not going to tell me what I can wear. You're not going to tell me what kinds of relationships that I can have with people. And when I'm listening to all these all of these men talk, I'm seeing this like this exact kind of thing that we're talking about like here. So this is something that's always been. It's like it still exists in our society. If not, it's even more prevalent now that we all, you know, now that people feel like all of their thoughts are important and shit like that. So they have to, they have to push them on us on Twitter and shit like that. But anyway, um, so this poker game is messy, everybody, because of course, Quentin is bringing up the book. And guess who is the only person that hasn't read this spicy ass book, but the person it's dedicated to, and that is, Lance, Morris Chestnut's Oof. character. And do you guys want to know what the spicy part of this book is? It is that after all they've been talking about, about how Mia is chaste and she's a God-fearing Christian woman and how Morris Chestnut is so lucky to have her and he mm -hmm. is the only man that she's ever been with, it is actually not the truth. Dun, dun, oh. dun. Because <laughs> she has actually slept with his best man, Harper, a.k.a. Tay Diggs, when he and Mia were broken up. Everybody. Woo! And we yeah. finally And they decided to. to write a book about it. And then he decided, Harper said, I'm going to write a book about it. And then and I'm not dedicated it, it well. to the man that he, I think in this case, betrayed. It's dedicated to Lance and Mia. So it's dedicated to both of them. Mm -hmm. What the hell is wrong with him? It's dedicated. It's giving sociopath. It's giving sociopath. <laughs> it's giving undiagnosed, like, like so many issues. It's giving po possibly stalker. It's <laughs> like you're obsessed. It's giving obsessed. Like there's nothing else. And Lance, when Quentin is being messy at this like poker table, and he's like poking and prodding, and and like Harper is basically like sweating bullets, like he's shaking in his boots. Lance blows the fuck up and like grabs hems Quentin up by his by his uh -huh. collar, which I have to say was sexy as fuck. Like to watch him, <laughs> like just grab. I... <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I agree. Um, it was sexy as fuck the way he snatched him up across that poker table. Who? But I, I started having some daydreams. I had some. I had some. I had Even though he was literally almost thoughts. beating this man to death. He. Yeah. Oh, we get there later. But um. <clears throat> so uh yeah. So then he gets a copy. So Lance gets a copy of this book. Um, and he's like, I'm going to read it later. Cause he's the only one who hasn't read the book. And of course the football player hasn't read the book. Um, I know. I didn't want to say it, but while I was, I was reading it, I was like, what have you been up to? You don't have time. You had time, but he ain't reading the book. Um, then, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. 
We, I skipped a part, guys. I'm sorry. There's so much going on. There's so, there's so much going on. I keep forgetting. Okay, so after that poker night, disastrous poker night, some might say, and he takes the book with him and he's going to read it. We, he hasn't read the book yet because now we're switching over to another plot line. Right. And that is Jordan, a.k.a. Nia Long, and Harper, a.k.a. Tay Diggs. So Jordan walks in on... Harper in his underwear on the phone with Sanaa Lathan, who is his actual girlfriend. And he's preparing, he's preparing for this interview that Nia's going to do. It's like an exclusive about the book. He's fully in his underwear and she's just standing in the doorway, watching him on the phone with his girlfriend in his underwear. Like girl, what? And his girlfriend's on the phone. Like, is somebody there? Is somebody there? And he's like, no, no one's here. And she's like, okay, well, I love you. Oh. And he says nothing. He looks. He's like, uh oh, bye bye. And he's like, bye bye. And in the words of Prophet Beyonce, if no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. If you ain't playing game, say my name. And he couldn't. And he couldn't. So at this point, everybody knows that Mia and Harper have fucked. And even though all the names are changed in the book, they all know. Right, it's Every, obvious. Everybody knows, and so you're thinking. Ooh. Literally, everyone figures it out on their own. Everyone like, it's figures not it out on their own. It's so easy. And they confront him, and everyone confronts him about. It. They're like, "Why would you put this in this book? You know that Lance, who is Morris Chestnut's character, has like such a short fuse. You know yeah. he doesn't play about that. You know he's cheated on this woman a billion, trillion, million times, and he's finally gotten it together, and he's about to marry her. And you choose the weekend of his wedding." Not only to dedicate it, you dedicated the book to him you, right. and his and his fiance, but you choose the weekend of his wedding for your book release. I know you didn't have any control over that, but really, really, yeah. Like, what's your motive? What is your motive? Oh, guys, there's so much going on. We have to. I'm sorry. We have to keep going. <laughs> so then, there's a flashback scene. We're 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 about to get into act two. We're about to move into the bachelor party. Dun, dun, dun. But before we do that, we get to this flashback scene where I mentioned that I just mentioned about Lance storms into Harper's like dorm room crying with a Bible and some fake, some fake, fake, fake tears asking him to pray because he's Mia has left him and he does it. But you can see on his face that Harper has feelings for Mia. Like, how does he have feelings for both Mia and also feelings for Jordan? Clearly, there's some... (laughs) What the fuck? There's some friends-type shit going on. He literally ain't shit. It was really hard for me to... I wasn't buying into the Jordan and Harper stuff as much. And I think maybe just because... I think the movie just didn't give enough I don't think it did. There was not enough time, and this movie was two hours long. But yeah, it was like they thought mentioning it in the first scene and then <laughs> and then that whole scene where they doing a flashback was going to be enough to like establish a relationship. And it just wasn't. It was and hard it just to buy. Wasn't. I kept forgetting about it. I kept forgetting about it. So I do see him being more into Mia, but I get like they're trying to like put Mia up on this pedestal and make her like right. this, this like chase, like, and they're not making her like a human being. He didn't cheat. Right. She didn't cheat on Lance when she fucked Harper. Now, sure, maybe don't fuck someone's best friend if you know he's probably not going to be cool with that and i have learned that from personal experience that you probably shouldn't do that um (laughs) 
you shouldn't fuck it's not good. best friends it's not the way. <laughs> or roommates because it it will it will cause trouble for you. Um, learn that the hard way. But <laughs> just someone with this short of a fuse, I feel like everyone involved should have made better decisions. Yeah, he's also a running back. He's literally the new giant. He kill you. He went Yang. Oh my he god! No one thought huge. this through. No one thought it through. So he's three Tay Diggs. Yes, he's like oh, oh my god, like three and maybe a half. Um, but then we get to, so now we're finally into act two. I know you're like, how is this possible? There's a lot going on in this fucking movie and we are doing our best to get through it. (laughs) We are doing our damnedest to get through this movie. And so now we're getting to the bachelor party slash the confrontation. So here we are. Jordan makes a confession to Tay Diggs after he gets off the phone with his girlfriend and she says, I want to make love to you tonight. And did anybody else feel like this shit just came out of nowhere? Oh, yeah. Totally. So out of left field. When I was watching, I was like, hello? <laughs> like, like, where the fuck did that come from? Because she, when they got, when they first, like, were introduced and they first interacted, she made no, like, it, she didn't give off any, like, nah. vibes that she was interested in him. She gave off the vibes of, like, that was 10 years ago. Like, we've grown up. We've moved on. I'm right. Focused, I'm all focused on me and my career. You focus on you and your career. And now she's like, I want to, I want to make love to you tonight. Like, yeah. It's moving Very so it's and then she's like and she knows that he has a girlfriend and she knows this and she's still like well let's just have her night and we'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow is the wedding. Does anybody care about that in this movie? <laughs> why why is everybody putting all their shit about on this wedding. wedding weekend? Like that's selfish, okay? I hate yeah. to be that person, but it's really selfish for all of you to put all of this shit on the wedding. This is the wedding weekend. And then she just yeah. kisses him. She just kisses him. Just kisses him. Even though he has a girlfriend, even though there's already so much going on this weekend, even though there's about to be a whole blowout once Lance reads this book, who knows how fast right. he reads. And she just kisses him. And now there's another plot line. And she's like, when you're done with the bachelor party, essentially, like, come to my hotel room. And she's going to be ready. Yeah. I, I was this like, made me sad. Yeah. This made me feel a few things. I hated to see her, like, I don't know. She could just do so much better. She really could. Like, Still, even after he has a girlfriend, even after you read that he, like, cheated with his best friend, like, you still are, like... You're still, like, that's where I'm trying to be. This is the best I'm gonna be able to do. Yeah. Which is But what I also... Go ahead. I mean, but it's, like, knowing that she... That he also has another girl. You still... Right. And propose... What? It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But on the other side of that, I do... I do a lot how complex these women are in this movie. They really are. I, I did have a great appreciation for that. I like that Jordan's this like strong career woman, whatever, mm-hmm. but she's still kind of like capable of like wanting to be with this man and does it in kind of like a strong and powerful kind of way. Right. I like that Monica is this like church girl in her cardigans, but is very capable of revenge and mm-hmm. very pleased with, well, honestly, <laughs> I, she's the baddest bitch in the movie to me. Really? Because yes, because really? I, she knew what she was doing. She did. No, she had. She was playing in this man's face, and she was having fun doing it. She was having a great time. She said, "You know what? He has really been out here embarrassing me. I got one for him, and I'm gonna get like ten carrots. Like exactly. <laughs> Monica won. Monica did. Monica Wait, y'all won. saw that house." 
that house that she lives in? And this man said, she don't have to work. All she has to do is stay home and take care of our kids when we have them. I said, where do I sign up? Is there, a waiting, is there a waiting list that I have to get on? Because I don't mind waiting. But how do I get a turn? Where are the niggas like you? I, that all I have to do is stay home? Are you for real? And you just gonna take care of me? And you fine as fuck? Are you kidding me? This is not real life. Guys. And of course it's not. It's a movie. But I also don't like... I also don't like this... I always hate this narrative in like movies and tv and just in culture that a woman is only as strong as the amount of abuse she's willing to take from her partner right before he either gets his shit together like lance did or she leaves him like sanaa lathan is probably gonna do or she or like we think that she should do i hate with a passion that narrative because why can't we just have two people who are mature together in a relationship who go to therapy if they need it Right. And they work out their issues independently of each other instead of bringing and dumping it all on your partner and then expecting them to just carry the weight of their shit and the weight of your shit. That's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. And it just, it bothers me every time I hear it. Cause they're like, Oh, she's a down ass bitch. You know, she stayed with him through all this. Let me tell you right now, if that's what you can say, I'm not. Cause I won't be staying. Cause I want to stay. I'm up and I'm the fuck <laughs> First out. First sign of trouble. I'm not staying. I'm not going to endure something. I saw this stupid TikTok where this guy was like, "To really find out if a girl loves you, cheat on her." What? And if she forgives you, then that means that she loves you and she's willing to accept you no. and your flaws. And you should forgive me because I'm a human being that makes mistakes. And I'm like, no. Cheat on you. Who is the time for all that? I'm leaving. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving immediately. It's I like... hate when people say relationships are work because I promise you, if it was, I wouldn't be in one. I'm lazy. Like I'm so lazy. And that's what the people because every that's the thing that people always say about marriage. Like marriage is hard and sometimes it's awful. Well, why are you here? Why would you do this? <laughs> if it brings you so much agony, why are you doing it? Yeah, like why do what people is it feel the fact, like, like what is the fact so that... much drama? Yeah. Everybody goes into expecting that it's like not going to be fun. It's going to be painful and like annoying. Why would you and do it's anything like that you think is going to be not fun and also painful. What? Literally. <laughs> what? What kind of sense does that make? Uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's an aside. Just a little rant from us here, <laughs> saying if nothing else, just leave that nigga because somebody else is going to get it together. Somebody else is going to have their shit together and meet yeah. you where you are and meet you where you need to be met. And not make put you through hell as a test. Like I'm not good at tests. I've never been a good test taker, so don't try me. Like it's I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna walk away. Now that I don't have to take tests anymore, <laughs> I refuse to do it. Um, Go ahead. Um, so now we're at the bachelor party, guys. And you know what's the first thing that I notice? They these grown ass men are listening to Bugaboo at a bachelor party. They are. So they're all just jamming to Destiny's Child. At a telling them party, that they ain't shit, that they ain't shit, and then the strippers arrive, and there are so beautiful. many like beautiful black women 
and culturally insensitive costumes, I might add. <laughs> certainly. Certainly culturally insensitive. She's a beautiful woman, and I wish she was wearing a more beautiful costume. I wish costume. she was wearing a costume that wasn't a little, like, but then, see, here's my, I, like, I I appreciate the athleticism of strippers. I Oof. recently just got into P-Valley, so. Um, so good. Love it so much. I, I could never do it. I, what is, okay, I want to hear then, what is your, what are your thoughts then? thoughts on <laughs> like is it, is it is it is it cheating like if if they like got really intimate with these strippers not like not had sex with them but they were getting really intimate there's with these a strippers. line there i were, guess yeah. depending on what you, you yeah do in your relationship i personally don't have an issue with strippers do i you really think have a lot of respect they, and joy for them absolutely but I'm you, like, I'll come. And I come. <laughs> right. But do you think there was like a line crossed at this bachelor party into like inappropriate like nature? Because I'm on the fence about whether or not there was. For this one? Yeah. Uh, with the Regina Hall situation, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they don't need to be sitting on you. And yeah. Yeah. There was doing all that. That was absolutely that was stuff. But... I don't know. When it comes to strippers, though, it's just as someone who has accidentally been to two in their life. Um, accidentally. <laughs> that would glow. But, yeah. like, I, I think I would be with Team Community where I'd be like, wait, I want to come. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like strippers are fun and entertainment. But the like, one time... It would be different if they, like, had the strippers and, like, purposely didn't tell their wives. That's what yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but everyone can knew what the night was gonna be. Yeah, no, absolutely, I get that. I get that. And Shelby... I like to say that mid to late nineties is also the golden age of strippers. Yeah, just gorgeous. I mean, just pretty fucking girls. And so like, just built like it's and it's yeah. so natural with what God gave. With them. what God, it's just really, uh, it's crazy. Like the way that that has changed. To now this like Instagram body that everyone has. Right. When the early 2000s, like video vixens, early 2000s, like strippers and, mm-hmm. and shit like this. Like I, I have to say. Stallions. Stallions. I'm a lot more attracted to, to them than to like an Instagram, you know. Yeah. And, and There were so many stretch marks at this bachelor party and I loved it. They looked hot. Because it's like real women have fucking shoes. Like you don't have to hide that. Like it's not a thing. Um and so they're at this the fucking pimp who's like the business owner. I don't even know if you could call him a pimp, but he's dressed like that. He has like a cane. He's smoking a cigar inside. I just wanted to say Yeah, I think he was my, playing the role as a pimp, which yeah. I hated. He was my favorite character. I want to know more about him. <laughs> I want to hear his story. I want a whole like spin-off just about these strippers and what it's like what is their business model like? Like, what are their working hours? Um, and <laughs> just, I want to, I want to know everything about these strippers. I want their whole fucking story. Um, but so then we get to, um, you know, the part where he's like, so Harper is drunk at this like bachelor party. Of course, Harper is very, very intoxicated and he just lets it, slip like he the stripper gets like really athletic with him and the book that he snatched out of lance's coat pocket falls out of his back pocket falls like out of his pocket or some shit and then lance there he has a moment where he's like now wait a minute why would he snatch the book back and try and hide it from me like 
we're best friends. Like, what's going on? And and then Lance leaves the bachelor party and goes into a different room to read the book. During, That's another thing. He definitely cannot read that fast. During he the bachelor party. And he put two and two together just so easily. The forehead kiss really did it for him. Like he knew that the four he knew like once they talked about a forehead kiss that it was about Monica. Um yeah. uh Monica Calhoun. It was about Mia. He knew that he that Harper and Mia had fucked. He found out at the bachelor party and he burst out of this room and just starts I don't even know if you can call this a fight. Can you call it a fight? He just starts fucking It's just attempted murder. He starts beating the It's literally living assault. Shit. Yeah. He starts beating the living shit out of Tay Diggs for fucking Mia. And Tay Diggs is so drunk. First of all, Tay Diggs is so fucking drunk. He has no idea what's going on. And and then he when he finally figures it out, it's too late. Because Lance is off the deep end. And this is the part. First of all, this whole fight scarred me. Because I do not do yep, that. Yep, I knew shit. this is what you were talking about. But there was that moment where he takes him out onto the balcony. And he like is basically about to push this nigga off the balcony he's like why would you do this why would you do this to me ah he's like so angry and then harper's just trying to calm him down like tay diggs is just just trying to calm him down and merch is downstairs on the fucking sidewalk talking to regina regina hall who was like candy who was like the 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 main attraction at this uh at this party the stripper and of course he's in love with her and he can't and merch can't decide if he's gonna like stay and talk to candy or if he's gonna go and s- try and stop one of his friends from killing the other, um, <laughs> I cannot imagine. <laughs> like, but then they broke up the fight, of course. And then, of course, he says the wedding is off. Now, when I watched this as a kid, for me, this was like the biggest, biggest deal. Like. I was so, it, everything was leading up to this moment and it yeah. scarred me for life. I thought he was going to push that man over the ledge. I was so. Oh yeah. When I, I was, think of the best man, this is what I think about. I was this so moment. terrified. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was so terrified. But when I watched it this time around, I was like, this is quite anticlimactic. It was a huge buildup for this moment. And then just kind of like fizzled. Like, I exactly. feel like there could have been so much more. There wasn't even that much blood. I'm going to be honest. He was bleeding, but he wasn't bleeding like he could have been. He was not oozing blood. He was not oozing blood like he could have been. And I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on what the issue is for me. Like, is it the acting? Is it the writing? Is it both? I don't know. Um, I can definitely tell you exactly what it is. The fight was for way too long. It did. I will say that. If the fight was shorter, then the build-up to the wedding is off would have been a lot more. We just... Yeah, we just don't need all those scenes. And Do we need the bachelor party and the poker game? It's like why? why and both? seeing Quentin play the guitar, like talking at the tuxedos. You know what I mean? It's there's so a, much of the same thing over and over again. It really is. We don't need really, it. And it's like to get to this point, and then it be like, yeah, he beat him. He has like a, a like a, a what you, a black eye and a busted yeah. lip, and then he shows up after that after you know lance throws him out of the bachelor party and is like the wedding's off you're dead to me he goes to nia long's like hotel room where she is looking good okay like she is fantastic she is she looks 
amazing. She's prepared. She's prepared for him to show up. She's going to fuck him. And what does he do? Shows up to her door with a bloody eye and a bloody leg. Now, nigga, you couldn't go home and clean up first? Literally, he goes to her looking to be coddled. Meanwhile, she's been waiting for dick for hours. She's been waiting for hours. I think that's all he ever don't come to me with that shit. It truly is, and that's what. And then that was actually my next note, Camille. Is like, is Tay Dix the villain of this film? Oh, absolutely! Oh my gosh, yes, he is is the villain. I've always considered the title "The Best Man" to be like a little double entendre. Like this nigga is obviously the worst man. He's clearly the worst man. He's the worst man that there could be. So now we get to Act Three um finally guys i know we're an hour in (laughs) we've been recording we've recorded for 68 minutes and we're only through act two and guys we haven't even covered a whole like as much shit as there like needs to be covered but now we're at act three and it's the day of the wedding and let's let's recap where are we at this wedding at this at the day of the wedding at this point so nia and tay diggs almost fucked they did not nope um and they're she's probably pissed about that because who knows how often she gets laid morse chestnut <laughs> morse chestnut and tay diggs are not speaking he is no longer invited to the wedding which has been called off which has been which has really has been called off but i guess not officially because like you can't text everybody to be like hey it's it's 1999 so he has to show up tomorrow and and announce, and announce that the wedding is off. you know um so they're not talking Merch has fallen in love with Regina Hall, the stripper. And so uh, he's actually invited her to the wedding, which again, has been called off. Quentin is still just as messy. Nothing really has happened with him. Sanaa Lathan is about to fly in to come to the wedding that she doesn't know is off. And she doesn't know that her boyfriend almost slept with an old flame. Mia pretty much has been absent the whole film, but it's the day of her wedding. So here we are now. We're caught up. Everybody's here with us. We're here with us. Stay with us. We're almost there. So now they're at this airport reunion where she, he, Tay Diggs meets Sanaa Lathan at the airport and it's supposed to be like, I feel like it's supposed to be this heartfelt moment, but it can't be because it's all bullshit. Like, it, 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 it's literally all bullshit. I feel no emotions for him. None. No. None. And he shows up with a black eye. So, of course, she's like, what the hell happened at the bachelor party? And so right. then he explains to her what happened. And all she can say is, did you sleep with her? And he says no because he didn't because she wasn't right. she wasn't about to go for that. And then he's then she's like, "You need to make this right." What? That's all. And she still goes to the wedding with him. I would have turned right the fuck back. I wouldn't have gone on the plane in the first place. I wouldn't have gone. I would have went sightseeing in that city. I would have walked around, (laughs) day to myself. Oh no 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 no. And and she still goes to the wedding, even like in and there's no wedding at this point. So now everybody is outside of the church, and nobody still knows that the wedding is off. There are people here in Texas. And dresses. Mia is backstage. Has she even spoken to Lance? Has she spoken to Morris Chestnut in the past 24 hours? No one has. No one knows where he is. They cannot find him. And where do you guys think this nigga went? Do y'all think he probably went to go fuck somebody? <laughs> I bet you. Oh, you know he was on top of somebody else last night. on top of somebody night. and I know it. So then um, here merch is like um, the character merch is outside of 
the wedding. Like he's about to go into the wedding and he brings Regina Hall, the stripper with the heart of gold. And there's his girlfriend Shelby standing outside of the wedding. Like, Hey boyfriend, where have you right. been? You haven't called me since yesterday. And then he dumps her outside of the wedding. Yeah. What the? Oh, no, I don't think Shelby deserved all that. I was like, oh, and it's even better because he dumps her in front of his new bitch, in Regina front Hall. What of Regina why Hall? Why was she at the? Why was Regina Hall at the wedding? It's like three hundred dollars a plate for that expensive ass wedding. Why was she there? How did she not get like in? They can't afford it, but still, you <laughs> invite a new guest to the wedding, and not even the just night to the before wedding, the wedding to the reception, bitch. Not just the ceremony. Oh she my didn't God. invite her to the reception, and then Lance shows up, guys. And he is still bloody in the clothes that he was wearing. The ripped looks amazing. Looks fantastic. He does look I, good. Those clothes look so oof, like, they fit, fit so him. nicely. They fit him so Blowing well. Blowing in the wind. Blowing in. Oof. Everything's just in the right place. But, um, <laughs> and he is about to go into the wedding, like storm into the the church and like in front of everybody, call off the wedding and. Everyone is like down on their knees trying to stop him. Like they are literally on his ankles, like, and he's still dragging to the altar and everybody's like, stop, stop. Like they're trying to stop him. And he is not, he is not stopping. He's calling the wedding off. And then Harper, Tay Diggs comes out of nowhere and he screams, pray with me, brother. And <laughs> yeah, I'm so I had to pause the movie at that point because I was Marsh Chestnut does love Jesus in the movie. He loves him some but... Jesus Christ. So at this point, Harper, I guess that somehow was a con- convinced him to go to the back and talk. And they got down on their knees and they prayed together. And he says, you need to ask God for forgiveness for your sins. And then... Mm. Somehow, they still get married. I don't th- like the wedding happens. And uh, they, yeah, can we talk about these vows? Can we talk yeah. about the crying mm-hmm. that was happening at the altar? Like about how he was literally sobbing, basically. Because we are hurting. Oh my god, we are in no position to be getting married today. And he and he still marries her. They still get married. and he still marries her for and, what? And the fact is, at this point, she has no idea that any of this has happened. Like. She still doesn't know that he knows. And I don't understand how then they still had a wedding. How did all of this commotion happen outside of your wedding? Outside on the on the steps of the church, inside of the church, backstage at the church, and then you still you have no idea what's going on. And so you still marry this nigga. How is there so much drama surrounding one event? Right. After, after everything. After everything, they still get married. That was a lot. So then we I get, know, it's a lot of build up just for them to still get married. To still get married for no reason. And then and then here we get to the, here here so now they get married, blah blah blah. They're happy. Everyone's at the reception. And my question is, why did Shelby still come to the reception? Like you you were dumped. No one okay, I mean it's, if it's an open bar. You still gonna go to I'm the reception? Cute. Oh my god. I'm cute. It's an open bar. I can find somebody else today. Yeah. She did find somebody Maybe. else. And so. she did find someone else and it yeah. was Quentin. And it was Quentin. And you know what? Which I think like they, I don't understand. Because Quentin literally shits on Shelby the whole movie. And I think she likes that. Because 
merch is just like a rollover kind of guy. Like he didn't right. do it for me. I, yeah. I didn't feel bad for him that much. I didn't. I didn't like him. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. He's one of those guys, you know, who thinks he's a good guy. He's like, no one likes good but guys. I'm a good guy. But I'm a good guy. <laughs> Where no one likes good guys anymore. Literally. Blah blah blah. And uh, can we talk, uh, I just uh, it's too that. much. It's too much. So I'm gonna hear your thoughts about the reception because I only had two, and that is. Who the fuck, how selfish can you be to give a, like, he's given, so Harper is given his best man speech. And in Mm -hmm. one speech, he dumps, he's like basically dumping Jordan. Uh He's committing to Sanaa Lathan. And he's apologizing basically for his indiscretion. Why can't you, does everything have to be about you? It does, he's a narcissist. Does every, every single moment have to be about you, Tay Diggs? And then he had the nerve to propose to Sanaa Lathan, who he did not sit with at the wedding, who he did not dance with at the wedding. He danced with Nia Long. He sat with the whole wedding party. And she, who didn't know any of these people, was forced to sit next to somebody's creepy fucking uncle who was hitting on her. At the end of that, with the worst haircut in the whole movie, he proposes. He proposes to Sanaa Lathan. How the fuck do you do that? And then at the end, they all just do that black people dance to candy. Like, it's normal. They, black people dance. Criminal, fence, thing, criminal like, offenses have been committed. Yeah. Literally everybody in this movie ends up with the people that they quote-unquote should be with, not people that they actually want to be with. It bothered me so much. I was like, this is how you end up with kids with both mommy and daddy issues because their parents fucking hate each other. Oh, my God. Like, what? How is that possible that all of this happened in two hours? <sighs> a long it was it was honestly a really long feeling two hours into two like watches i did the first hour one day and the second hour the other I day i couldn't do it all pages in one sitting. Of notes on a two-hour movie <laughs> four pages of notes okay did you guys have any thoughts about the reception before we move on <laughs> no you covered it you co- just, yeah no you nailed it i just it was criminal I, it was criminal. I hate when people do that garter thing. That is the creepiest thing to it's me. It's really triggering I, to me. I swear to God, I will not creepy. be doing that in my it, wedding. It's, it's very creepy when you like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's supposed to be cute or whatever. And then they jump the broom, which I guess is all supposed to be cute or whatever. I'm not doing that either. But it's so weird to me when you like are like biting my leg, basically. In front of my loved ones. In front of yeah. my mother. I'm sorry. Yeah. My mother does not need to see my thigh anymore. Like, yes, but we... <laughs> We, we yeah i she don't bathe no, anymore you. that's the last time she can see that close like it was it was too much it's always it too, much way too much and so then again of course the movie ends everybody's happy they're all dancing together doing that one shuffle that all black people know the to that the electric why did i why could i not remember the name of the electric slide please kill you me. called it that black people dance earlier and you knew exactly what i was i could not remember the oh, name yes. of the electric slide please everyone deduct five points from my black people score. Um, so they're doing the electric slide to candy, of course. Doom, 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 doom. And, and that song, everyone knows. Every single black yeah. person has ever heard that. And I'm like, but I'm sitting there while they're doing this and it's supposed to be a happy ending and the credits roll and my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> my jaw? Because how has all of this happened and this is how it ends? So, and that's how it ends with everybody just doing the like, fucking electric what, slide. What the fuck world do these people live in? 
I don't get it. One. I don't get it. So I, I, so I want to hear from you guys then. Does it hold up? Can I go first? <sighs> yes, please. Okay. It is a mess. Okay, we can all agree. Yes. It is a mess. However, I will say this movie was not... How do I say it? Like most black movies, unfortunately, nowadays, it wasn't homophobic and it wasn't colorist, or at least as colorist as most black movies are. It was reverse colorist. The light-skinned people were the devils. They were. They weren't. I made a note of it. Reverse colorism. (laughs) So I appreciated that. And then, I don't know, the outfits and everything, like the way it was filmed, like I was actually invested in the plot line. The plot line was a mess, but I was invested in it. So I will say, yes, it holds up. And I also love movies about black people that aren't about like the, I guess, the hardships of being black, if that makes sense. Because we know that that's a thing. But this was just a slice of like, if you made this movie with white people. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did like that. the same thing. I, I it's just it was that. nice. Sauceless. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was been, just black yeah. people just being black people. Right. Having a great time. That's fine. So yeah. So for because of those reasons I will say it holds up. However, the actual plot, yeah, we need to work rework we, some of that. <laughs> he said draft three and send the print. <laughs> and that's it. We're, we're gonna Literally. that's the shooting script. And <laughs> he didn't fire any of that shit down. Um, okay, Camille, then tell me, do you think it holds up? Yeah, I okay. do. I agree with um everything that Lyndon just said. Mm. I have an appreciation for these characters and I really yeah. it's messy and like it is messy. Con- not even convoluted, just as messy and kind of confusing as the plot seems. Mm. I do feel like friend groups like this with <laughs> men and women are messy yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. I, do. I really do. Um and so I think yeah, I would have cut I mean there's just scenes we didn't need, like yeah. I said. We didn't we don't need him not saying I love you in the yeah. bath and then again on the phone. Yeah. And, but yeah, a perfect film it is not, but I think it holds up, mm-hmm. and I think it's cool that like people who were that like the her parents and stuff like I said got to I don't know like see this movie about people around their age being right. young and being just, just being foolish. black and young and successful and but foolish. also messy <laughs> and yeah, successful they were all successful were. I was like reach for the stars yes that's why they had to do mess yeah. Yeah. that's true <laughs> okay I will say. When you guys go first, sometimes it always changes my opinion. <laughs> I do love, I, I like absolutely agree with Lyndon. Like it's very much like slice of life, you know, not about the hardships of being black, which I love, which I always appreciate because like we get it, we live it, we're it every day. Right. We can't change that. Um, I do also like think that this, watching it as a kid, it was enthralling to me because one, I probably should not have been watching this movie, but to see this Oof. many different kinds of black beauties as as a kid like it it was so I feel like it it really shaped me like the hair the fucking clothes the makeup looks it just it was so it was like this is the kind of beauty like I aspire to I can see myself and all of these women I can see myself pulling off these looks and that feels good to see that because you don't get that all the time in films and I know that's like such a cliche to say that we don't see ourselves represented like this but we don't even as crazy as this plot was to see these black men so in love with black women you know and 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 to be so committed to black women and to be so well one of them 
Right. <laughs> and, you know, and to see these black people doing all these like very different things and be so successful like for me that was very like that was so it was it imprinted on my childhood so much to see these kinds of movies because I'm like this is how me and my friends are going to be not depressed and you know living at home and eating Cheez-Its for dinner this is going to be <laughs> our 20s like that yeah. but isn't it great to have those kind of things that you can fantasize about so yes. I, I'm going to have to say for that reason, it does hold up. Um, I do think it's a lot messier and a lot like a lot. Me- I think that's the word for it. It's a lot messier. It's, messy. it's very messy, a lot messier than I remember it being from my childhood. So for that reason, I, it just, it's all over the place. I think it's too long. And I think like there, like you said, Camille, there are too many repetitive scenes. A lot of these can be cut out, Yeah. but I yeah. think, I think the overall warmth that I feel from this, the coziness that I feel from this, it outweighs everything else about that. And I really think this is a, a stellar film and and it is one of those films in black communities that is canon like you said and i do now that you bring that up now that you mention that like it is good that like our parents had these kinds of things and they had like soul they had soul food and they had all those kinds of things that are so black that all black people recognize it Mm -hmm. because i feel like this is like a lot of today like a lot of kids don't have that you know what i mean like they're, they're trying to brown paper bag you know Kenya Barris every fucking ish everything you know yeah instead of instead of doing this and this is what we need more of you know um this is for the culture without saying it and you know I'm excited for us to watch the sequel because I think this is one of those kind of rare moments where the sequel is better I will say I will say he cleaned it up quite a bit yeah it's a much better it's a it's a much better crafted oh really usually sequels yeah well, I, I know I like the sequel this quite a bit. Nice. I'm a sequel girl. Um, I think around three and four is when things get start getting on and on. Sure, sure, I'm good. sure. It probably I'm, depends on the franchise. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, guys. So that is the best man. Um, <laughs> that was a wild ride, and if you stuck with us through to the end, we want to say thank you. Yeah. Um, and in general, we want to say thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you yes. next week when we're talking about two can play that game. Another Gabrielle Union stunner. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D. H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At and The Blacklist and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.